Episode 1 Inertia The command and control framework used by religious and military organizations for many centuries is still the most reliable way to unite individuals based on hierarchy, meaning obedience, and skill. How relevant is command and control for business in the 21st century's digital or network economy? How relevant is command and control at a time when in order to survive and thrive in many cases, agile innovation can be vastly more urgent than optimization or doing more better? Let's start by examining the strengths and trade-offs of the four key features of command and control. The first feature is centralized decision-making. With this feature, top management have strong control over the priorities, programs, and actions of the organization. Their access to many sources of relevant information helps to reduce operating risks. They make better decisions. The trade-off from centralized control is speed. Having to escalate issues means slower response time for the operating people. Consequently, market risks go up. In the digital economy, customers are fickle and opportunities are fleeting. The second feature is function-based departmentation. When skills are highly specialized, core competencies are nurtured well. Function departments facilitate learning and sharing among specialists. The trade-off from specialization is having fewer managers who see the big picture, the general managers. The cross-functional perspective. Highly specialized managers tend to have narrower mindsets that make it hard for them to communicate and exchange ideas with managers from other functions. The third feature is function-based performance management. It is easier for function specialists to formulate clear goals and standards. It becomes easier to establish accountability for performance when there are clear goals and standards to start with. The trade-off is a difficulty to define accountability for achieving goals and standards that can only be achieved when several functions collaborate well. Encouraging collaboration across functions is always a challenge, as you know. The fourth and last feature of command and control is function-based work characteristics. With function specialization comes highly structured methods of getting work done. The trade-off is a difficulty to innovate. It is never easy to make changes in an environment with strictly enforced rules and procedures. The process of change is expectedly slow, even reluctant at times. Those trade-offs cause inertia. You're still profitable, but you're getting less than the optimum. You're aware of it, 
so you turn to some of the more popular organizational development techniques for some relief. Peter Drucker introduced a system called Management by Objectives to synchronize individual and organizational goals. Schneiderman, Trickard, and Kaplan and Norton developed the balanced scorecard to ensure that correlated financial and non-financial measures drive strategic objectives and strategic initiatives. These approaches were very useful in remedying the trade-offs from centralized control. Alfred P. Sloan built General Motors into one of the earliest examples of divisionalized businesses that were based on the decentralization of authority over products, geographies, brands, or channels of distribution. The practice multiplied opportunities for the training and development of competent general managers. The more commonly available practice calls for the rotation of key players to give them experience to understand and manage different functions. The prevalence of that practice at the global company IBM gave birth to the acronym I've been moved. Structural and ad hoc committees and work groups help address the issue of poor collaboration across functions. Multinational companies adopted matrix reporting notwithstanding the challenges of having more than one boss, and some of them can make it work. Total quality training and suggestion systems helped address the need to innovate. Software development teams inspired values and principles embodied in the Agile Manifesto. Scrum and Kanban techniques promoted speed and flexibility. Design thinking spawned a people-sensitive approach to empathize with users when defining a problem and use prototypes to progressively develop optimum solutions. The organizational development remedies that we discussed have been very helpful. Their sustained use implies that they work. The time and resources invested to implement them continue to be used, to be justified. From over three decades of our management consulting for large organizations, we have worked on cases where the remedies delivered only incremental relief from the trade-offs of command and control. Treating symptoms did not provide permanent relief. If they were symptoms, what was the disease? Well, the disease were the behaviors we are addressing. We need a remedy that will address the behaviors driven by hierarchical, power-based work relationships between individuals who report to different function-based division managers and behave like silos. They work to achieve and get rewarded on the basis of meeting unsynchronized function goals and standards, although they don't intend to. 
These people wait for meetings between cross-function bosses who confront issues that had accumulated during the prior month or week, slowing down the organization. Where can we find the remedy for these behaviors, we asked ourselves. Thank you.